Hello there, my fellow warrior. Today, let's have a little chat about why it's better not to know the future. Have you ever thought how great it might be to know the future? I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if you just knew? If I'd only known that thing was going to happen, I could have done this, would have done that, should have done that. You know, coulda, woulda, and shoulda. Those three I tell you to stay away from at all costs. Kick them to the curb. I mean, that's what we, we think, though, don't we? Every now and then, Rich and I will be looking at a photo, maybe, or talking about some period of time in our lives, or I'll be talking about a period of time before I ever met Rich, when the kids were little, and I would say, wow, I, I never could have known, I could never have imagined what in the world would be up ahead when I had those two beautiful children. Okay, yeah, I was a single mom, but we had a good life, and I couldn't have known. Wow, I just couldn't have known. What if I would have known? Uh, or, you know, we'll talk about how we, um, you know, we got married and all this promise and little did we know, poor Rich, little did he know that, you know, my daughter who, that became his daughter would, would wind up in this addiction and all this chaos and drama and, and, oh my goodness. And, and danger and, and just, wow, how it would impact our lives. The other day, I don't know if, if you know this, I've talked about it briefly here and there, but. My husband, Rich, also lost a brother when he was young, and it was very tragic and sudden. His brother was a year and a half younger than him, and they were, I think, 14 and 15, so probably 14, 15 and a half-ish, and the night before, they had a like a wrestling match, mad at each other kind of thing, and Rich is a pretty gentle guy, so that was probably very memorable for him because I doubt that happened very often, but it happened the night before his brother died and, and his brother went to junior high and Rich was already in high school and they got the call. His brother was literally, he was moving one of those. If you're old enough to remember these AV machines, remember this is long before for all of you younger people, this is when stuff had to get plugged in and hooked up and we didn't have, you know, you had to watch a, a reel, you know, it was literally a projector with a reel on it. And, um, you, they would move them from room to room, the classrooms at school. And he was, moving the AV machine and he just dropped and they lived in this tiny little town in the Bay Area in the San Francisco Bay Area in this tiny little town really a town that had just started it literally just had so you know a few a few streets the school was on one end of his little part of his neighborhood and the fire station was on the other and by the time the aid car got there which had to have been you know two minutes he was gone and he had this hole in his heart that nobody could have known. So my husband's very slight. Have you seen him? His brother was kind of, you know, husky and and um, zero sign of anything wrong with him. Nobody could have known. It was just something that he had. It was congenital and they just didn't know. And it was just such a shock. So anyway, we talk about that. You know, sometimes we say, wow, who, how could you have ever known that when you had that fight with him, that was a last, you know, conversation. How could his mother have known when she said goodbye that morning, see you after school. How could she have known? So it gets me to thinking about what we could have done different had we known. And then I think to myself, really? Would I really have wanted to know? So think about it in these bad situations. Let's start there. You know how you say, I've got good news and bad news and people go, give me the bad news first. I'm giving you the bad situation first. If you knew something bad, your situation, your trauma, 
what you're walking through now, what you have been through, if you knew ahead, you knew in advance, you knew what was up ahead, think about how it would change your life. Right? Think about it. Oh my goodness. It, I, I, I'm glad I don't know. I am so glad I didn't know. If I had known, what if it worked like this? If I had known the shit was going to hit the fan with Jamie, that, you know, life was just going to, oh, wreak havoc. The girl that I thought had it all was going to be the one that just, you know, went haywire. That's when all hell broke loose. What if it worked where I could, I had a picture and a little movie, right? And they could run it for you and say, here's what's going to happen. So you could just not have her. I'm here to tell you right now. Maybe I wouldn't have said this. I'm going to be honest with you. I got to quit saying that, you know, because I'm always honest with you. That figure of speech is kind of funny, isn't it? I'm going to be honest with you because all the other stuff I said wasn't honest. Okay. <laughs> what I want to say is there were times when I was walking through Jamie's addiction with her, when I felt so hopeless and so helpless and defeated and depressed that I wished I had never had her. I'm being honest, okay? If I'm the only mom who's had a kid in addiction and says it, okay, then you guys can all beat up on me. But that, I'm sorry that I had those feelings. But truthfully, I said it again. Okay, but really, <laughs> really, when I look back on all of it, all hell broke, lo broke loose when she was 15. She died when she was 30. We're five years, more than five years in since her death. When I look back 35 and almost a half years and just weigh it all out, maybe it's easier to say when I'm on this end of it, but would I do it all over again? Yes, I would. I would do it all over again for the honor and privilege of being Jamie's mom. I would. I would do it all over again to be able to know that girl. The girl that so many people said, even after she died smack dab in the middle of some drug house, outside of one, in her world of addiction, I had so many people say, she was such a great friend. She was funny. She was a light. She was fun. She was all of those things and more. Have you ever heard Garth Brooks' song, The Dance? Oh, I always loved that song, but boy, it really hit me after Jamie died. Basically, it says, I could have missed the pain, right? So I could have missed the, the pain if Jamie had never been born. I could have missed the pain, but I would have had to miss the dance. I'm glad I didn't miss the dance. As painful as half of her life was and as painful as it is now, I wouldn't want to miss the dance. But if I'd have known, let's get back to that. If I'd have known what was going to happen, whoa, imagine I would have lived every day in dread, right? We wouldn't have done what we should do, right? We wouldn't have said, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to enjoy every moment. I'm going to just be so thankful for every moment. I'm just going to embrace every moment because it, it's going to get bad and I'll, I'll have these moments. No, we would be dreading it. We'd be trying to stop it. We'd be trying to control something we couldn't. We'd be trying to change time. It's good we don't know what's up ahead. So here's the thing. We don't know what's up, up ahead. Why don't we just get ourselves stronger and more courageous and learn how to live in peace and learn how to handle things? Learn how to be okay when everything's not okay. That's what we have to do because my friends, bad stuff is coming for all of us, but good stuff's coming too. 
So let's get to that. What if you knew the future and all the good stuff that was coming? You know what you would do? You'd fly right past today and tomorrow and the next day. You know the Friday mentality? That Friday mentality that's, you know, people literally live like, oh my God, it's Monday. Ah, I hate Monday. Oh, Tuesday. Ugh. Wednesday. Oh, it's hump day. Okay, there's a little hope. Thursday. Oh, oh I got to make it to Friday. Friday. Yay, Friday's here. Right? <laughs> Let's go party. Let's get everything done. It's Friday. It's Saturday. I literally, literally remember, and I haven't worked a Monday through Friday thing for a long time. I work a Monday through Sunday. Literally, this is what I do. With my consulting and building this whole mission, I just work all the time. But I love this. Don't get me wrong. So, but I can remember the, do you remember the Sunday doldrums? I don't know if anybody else had it. I can still feel that feeling if I think about it. It was that, oh no, the weekend's over, that sad Sunday feeling. What a crummy way to live. So if we knew something good was going to happen, it was going to be in two years from now, we would just be waiting. We'd want to sleep our way to two years from now. What a waste of life that would be. Look how fast time is flying. I mean, it's flying, my friends. Imagine if you had that Friday mentality and you just wanted to hurry up and get there and hurry up, hurry, hurry, hurry. We've all had experienced that when we're looking forward to something. You're looking forward to a wedding. You're looking forward to a vacation, a holiday. We just want to race, race, race right past today. Man, we shouldn't race past any days because they're all precious. Today is the only day we're guaranteed. You've heard me say many times that most of life is outside of our control. Think about it. What can you really control? I mean, have direct control over. We can impact things for sure. And some things we do have direct control over, right? I, I, I have control over whether or not I pick up this cup that's in front of me and I take a drink of water. Hmm. I think I'll do that. So yes, but, but things that we really can control our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our feelings most of the time. So if stuff's waiting up ahead in the road for us, good or bad, and I just got through saying you have very little control over it. Isn't that kind of like a downer? What am I spreading, spreading sadness around? No, it's just the way it is. It's just life. So what do we do? We learn how to become stronger and more courageous so we can handle these things. We can accept that we're kind of on a downturn and that life has peaks and valleys. We're in a valley but it's okay. I can be in a valley. But what's more important is you're not just holding your breath while you're in the valley. You have to remember that whichever of life's two by fours have smacked you over the head, we can always find some good. So I, I really subscribe to that theory, right? And then, and then Jamie gets murdered and I'm sitting there going, really? I prayed for years for a miracle. That was my first prayer every morning. It, and, and it wasn't like this. It wasn't like, Oh God, please give me a miracle, please, please, please. I would literally say it like it already happened. I would thank him for the miracle that was coming for Jamie's life. That Jamie's life was going to turn around. She was going to make something of her life. And it felt like the middle finger from heaven. It, the, the rug was pulled out from under me. And I started to think, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you here, I had some moments where I thought, am I going to be able to keep doing this mission? Do I still believe what I believe? Because I've never liked that phrase, 
that phrase that says everything happens for a reason. I don't like it. Okay. You might like it and that's fine, but I don't like it. I think it's not right. I think it's wrong. Okay. Okay. Everything happens for a reason. Let's see. My daughter died because let's see, she chose to be in a drug world and some guy chose to pull a trigger and you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there were choices involved. No question about it. But what's the reason? Really? Because when people say that everything happens for a reason, it's like, oh, you know, God wanted that to happen. And he definitely allowed it to happen. No question. He could have stopped it. Could have jammed the gun. Could have caused a flat tire. Could have done plenty of things. And trust me, I let him know about it too. I'm sure it didn't. I, I'm sure he didn't lose much sleep over it, but I did let him know. But everything happens for a reason is meant for people to go, oh, it's all good. I think that just kind of doesn't sit right with us when those two by fours have knocked us over the head, when our hearts have been shattered into a million pieces, when a hole's been blown in our hearts. I think this one's better. Everything can be used for good. So now here I'm sitting there going, okay, everything can be used for good. What? No, good would have been Jamie, the leader that she was. When Jamie walked into a room, you knew it. That's what Sean said. Jamie lit up a room. And he didn't even always get along with her that well. But he couldn't deny that she lit up a room. Wouldn't it have been better if she'd have gotten clean and lit up a lot of rooms? I mean, come on, God, what were you thinking? So there I was. Wow. Do I still believe it? Do I still believe everything can be used for good? Here's what I want you to, to take away. It's good that you don't know what's up ahead in the road. But you can definitely subscribe to this theory. You can get yourself strong and courageous and know that the good stuff coming, yay! The bad stuff that's coming, not only will you make it through or get through, you will find something good that comes out of it. Is Jamie's murder on its own good? No, of course not. There's nothing good about that. But I packaged it with some other things that's very good. What I'm doing is very good because it's helping people. And guess what? It's helping me too. It's helped my family. Oh my gosh. This is one reason, really, I want you to, <clears throat> excuse me, I want you to get into my trauma disruptors and um, join, and then you can get into the, a community that we have there. It's private at ValerieSilvera.com. You can find access there or just go directly to TraumaDisruptors.com, put in your email, boom, you're in. And um, I'm going to be talking a lot more about this. I'm going to share some stories from my husband and my son, um, but my family, we've really healed and and, everything. and so much of it has to do with this belief that everything can be good. Everything can be used for good. Don't worry about the future. You don't know it. And it's coming fast enough. Trust me, good or bad, that it's coming. It's happening. It's going to be on you before you know it. So stay in the moment, but spend a great deal of your time building courage, building strength. This is why I created the nine weapons of hope. You may have seen, seen them called the nine actions, the nine actions to battle your beast. I've kind of rebranded them now to the nine weapons of hope, just because I think they sound so much better. And I've added more to them and kind of modified things. They're only available through uh, a paid membership that um, we're going to be unveiling and everything. You can, you can find out about it on my website, but that that's not what I really wanted to talk to you about right now. Um, because you'll hear about that elsewhere, but I really think there are just so many things you can do 
to build that courage. But anyway, that is why I developed these actions because they were the things, these weapons, these were the things that, that were helping me. We don't need to know the future. What we need to know is that we're going to be okay in the future, no matter what happens. And guess what? Not just okay, we're going to be better than okay. Because we have courage, we have strength. We have each other. Thank God we don't know the future. Link arms with me. Let's stand together. If you're down on the mat, grab arms with, with us warriors. Stand up and learn how to keep standing. And then at some point, you'll be ready to take it to another level. It's time to live in hope that no matter what the future holds, you're going to be good. Because everything can be used for good. Your story matters, so it's time to start living it courageously. Together, we can disrupt that trauma and start using it for good. <laughs>